Welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Folks, welcome back to the show. My guest today is a gentleman by the name of Kyle Vanderleest. He lives in Australia. He is a qualified nutritionist. He is a naturopath. He is a biohacker, and he is the founder of a company, a supplement company called Level Up Health. Uh, Kyle reached out to me through my Facebook community asking if I might want to take a look at his BPC-157 supplements. And when I did, I was blown away by his formulas and the thinking behind them. And so I decided not only do I need to talk to him, but I really wanted to introduce you guys to him and the great brain that this guy has. Uh, I think his BPC-157 supplements and uh, among a few others are among the best on the market and he is really just getting warmed up. So he's got a lot more in store for us. He talks about his formulas. He talks about some of the other ingredients in the formulas and why they're there. And a lot of his thoughts on the research he's done on BPC-157. So if you decide you want to try his supplements, fortunately for the rest of us, he's not just saving it for the Australians. He is willing to ship internationally. So to get your hands on his formulas, you can go to leveluphealth.com and that's level with no E. So lvluphealth.com. You can use discount code NAT. 10 and save some money off that order. And that's it. If you want looking to reach him, you can reach him through Instagram. I think he said is the best way to reach him, which is level up health. So this is a great episode. I learned a ton. I hope you will too. If you want to reach me, you know where to find me Instagram or through my website, natnidham.com. And before we get into the episode, we're just going to have a short message from one of our sponsors, and then we'll get right into it. Enjoy the show. Today's sponsor is obsessed with mitochondria and their impact on how we age. Their research has shown that by supporting mitophagy, the process that our bodies use to reduce damaged mitochondria and make healthy ones, we can protect cells from cellular decline. Even more exciting, their research shows that supporting mitophagy in older adults, they were able to significantly improve muscle health and performance in just two months. And we can all agree that improving muscle performance and health is critical to longevity and healthy aging. So how did they do this? 10 years of research by the folks at Timeline Nutrition has resulted in the discovery of urolithin A, the active compound in MitoPure, a revolutionary supplement offered to you in three different forms that gives you a therapeutic dose of urolithin A. A delicious vanilla protein shake, my personal favorite, a berry powder you can add to yogurt and smoothies, or convenient capsules for travel. I personally love the three-month trial that allowed me to try all three of these. Within just two months, I could feel my gym workouts getting easier and my body responding to the effects of those healthier mitochondria. To try MitoPure for yourself, just go to TimelineNutrition.com forward slash NAT10 and use code NAT10 to save 10% off your order. And now let's get back to the show. Hey folks, just a quick reminder that all of the information presented in this podcast is for information purposes only. No medical advice, no diagnosing, no treatments suggested here. Before you try anything that you hear about or learn about here, make sure that you check with your medical provider. Welcome to the podcast, Kyle. It is bright and early for me and kind of late at night for you. So thank you so much for making time to be here today. You're most welcome, Nat. It's currently nearly 10 p.m. in Australia to your, I believe, 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, 7.30 in the morning. So it's definitely, uh, I mean, I guess in my in a way, I it's easier on me to be up at 7.30 in the morning doing this than being at 10 o'clock. Um, is it really almost 10 o'clock at night where you are? Nearly. It's, uh, it's 9.40 p.m., 9.36 here. All right. So we're going to keep this tight and get you to bed. And it's well, not decent, but at least a less indecent hour. <laughs> Kyle, let's talk about you. We're, this is going to be a podcast. We're definitely going to talk about peptides, which is definitely one of the favorite topics of the audience that listens to this podcast and one of my favorite topics. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about who you are, why you're doing what you're doing. Who, who I am now is I'm Kyle Vanderlist. I'm a nutritionist, naturopath, and I'm the founder and director of Level Up Health, which is 
a supplement company in Australia, in the Southern Hemisphere, one of the only companies, I believe, who sell peptides, BPC-157. And yeah, been doing really well with that. Lots of positive reviews, lots of sales. But before I became like the face of Level Up, level up I was years ago a graphic designer. Um, that's what I, my first degree out of university. But um, I had a complete like life trajectory change when my mother um, got a diagnosis of breast cancer. So in order to help her and also to help myself, because it's pretty hard to deal with, to hear a diagnosis like that. So you want to feel empowered. I pivoted my education towards nutrition and it's been, you know, no looking back since then. Nutrition was a great foundation. Um, I learned a lot in my degree, but then as I don't know what your uh, institutes are like in Canada, but in Australia, they feel like the information is rather outdated and for the intention that I had with that degree to help my mum with a chronic disease it sort of didn't feel like it was going to give me what I what I needed out of it it laid the foundation you learn all your macronutrients micronutrients and that's really good and for weight management the degree was great but I wanted to learn about cancer so I became obsessed and um, tried about every diet under the planet that I could uh, from keto to carnivore to vegan to paleo to even like that croissant diet I've learned about recently and tried that, which um, is interesting. But um, what was that like? Yeah. I need to ask you, what was the croissant diet like? I've always wondered about that. You know, I could eat croissant for a couple of weeks. That could. <laughs> I believe the guy was uh, interviewed on Paul Saladino's podcast. I can't remember his name, but it's all around just removal of omega six fats and just concentration on high stearic acid as like a, as a uh, thermogenic fat. But yeah, that's a bit of a tangent away from uh, my background. Yeah. Um, when I did all these diets with my mum, I was in there, the trenches with her. I wasn't going to take away her bread and her uh, pastas and all that without doing it myself. So um, we basically did everything nutritionally we could for her, for her cancer. And this was an eight year journey. Basically she was diagnosed with stage four cancer, which usually is one to two to maybe three years. And she did end up passing, but in the process of her health journey, I, from a very young age became obsessed um, with learning about cancer. And then when you learn what helps with cancer, you sort of learn what's good for an athlete is good for someone who's chronically ill. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff I'd learn about for my mother, I would apply both to her in the forms of supplement and diet and therapies, but I'd also give it a crack myself. I loved learning all those things and trying them and the number of audio books and podcasts and health summits and any source of information I could find. I basically just dedicated my life to becoming a full-time health researcher for her um so yeah in basically a three to four year period when her health was declining I hardlined I main mainlined and mega dosed as much information as I could and basically through podcasts like Ben Greenfield and Ben Bukolsky Dave Asprey Dr McCullough I learned all these things which were off menu so to speak compared to what you're learning from a conventional nutrition degree and I think it was 2019, actually after my mum had passed, these podcasts, Jean-Francois was a guest on Ben Pekulski's podcast. Yeah. And that that episode changed my life really hearing about the catalogue of peptides, not just peptides, but psalms and all these hormonal information that I'd never heard before in my life. And I'd been listening to a fair bit, but it was like opening Pandora's box. It was mind-blowing to hear all of these exotic compounds with different codes and numbers and what they could do and you sort of didn't really believe it but I had to try them so that was the tangent of my mum's health journey and my nutrition degree but during that process I kind of burnt myself out really pushing to save her and sort of did that at my own expense and I caused my own health issues with adrenal issues and then adrenal led to thyroid and thyroid led to chronic fatigue and all that sort of stuff. So in the process, in that long, 
was probably five years intensively process of trying to help her. I learned so much, but also had a lot to fix after the fact. Um, and even though she passed, there was a huge, that huge silver lining was the learning and that insatiable appetite I had to try and save her mixed with desperation, really not to lose my mum. Yeah. Um, bless me with these insights and the knowledge that I have now that for both health and supplementation. Um, and yeah, that's gave me my purpose in life really as well. Like saving her prior to that doing graphic design wasn't really tickling my fancy. So actually becoming a healer and a health practitioner really changed the trajectory of my life and where I am now with level up health. Um, I have her cancer journey to thank for that. So Mm-hmm. That's my background. Um, I used to work at a health and supplement store and a hyperbaric oxygen center as well. So those, that's sort of my background into health and what led me to where I am today. Yeah. Well, it's quite a story, Kyle. I'm, so for your mum, though, I mean, it sounds to me like although she did end up passing away, that was eight years after a diagnosis, which is... Uh, four to eight times longer than any doctor would have given her. So you mm. might help her along the way, nevertheless. But um, yeah, well, you talked yeah. about HBOT before we started recording the podcast. Did, did the hyperbaric oxygen, do you think that that helped her at all as well? Like, yeah. Things that, mm. you that did help. Well, from my research and books like Thomas Seyfried's, for example, I learned and sort of, grabbed onto the concept that cancer is a metabolic disease and sort of use that model to try and treat her using ketogenic diet and hyperbaric oxygen with like intravenous therapies. Um, Those were the things I really felt move the needle and that was reflective in her blood counts. It wasn't necessarily any of the, she did still do the conventional therapies, the chemotherapies and stuff like that. She didn't want the, the burden of her outcome to be on my shoulders solely. So she chose to do therapies like that and radiation, which I didn't want her to do. Um, that was my opinion and could be wrong about that, but I just wanted her to try and do it as naturally as possible. My ethos with it all is she's sick. She's toxic. Putting more toxins into an already diseased and burdened body didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. And in that obsession with cancer, you sort of learn how it might come about. All of the toxins, the heavy metals, the carcinogens, plastics, so many things. So when you learn about the problems, EMS, glyphosate, you have to then, the next step is to learn the solutions to these. Like how do you get rid of them? How do you mitigate it? How do you fix it? And these were the pieces that I put together that helped her. And now that I have level up, these are still the pieces that I'm trying to put together for people. Um, gut health is a huge one. One of the main products that I sell is targeted for gut health. Yeah. Liver health, I've got a liver health product. All things, all tools that I really wish I had at my disposal during that period of time when I was trying to heal mum are basically what I'm either I've made now or I'm intending to make in the future with level up. Just instead of things that, are underdosed or there's a form of a vitamin or a herb that's not effective or even like um, the quality. The quality is like the, the primary focus of every supplement Level Up makes because I don't want people wasting their money. And worse, not just the money, is the time and the stall that you have in your trajectory to that end goal that you've got by taking something that doesn't work or might be how would I put it, Um, unethically cut with something else, which is actually unfortunately quite um, widespread now. I'm in the industry hearing uh, stories about substitutions and they call it pixie dusting where an active is just one-tenth of what they claim it to be to save money. So that is why Level Up is what it is. That's my principles as a person and then Level Up takes on my principles um, I'm not going to ever try and rip anyone off because I've been the other side of the supplement company. I've been the consumer and I've been frustrated. So that's why Level Up exists and why I created the products that I've got now. Yeah, no, and your product line is really impressive. I mean, as people know, probably from the intro and you know, the way we met is that you joined my 
my Facebook community and, and reached out and mm-hmm. went um, and then sent me some product to, to check out. And when I looked at the labels, I was like, wow, like this guy's not messing around, you know, because you now everybody thinks they've got a GI formula or a, even your regenerate formula. You know, you've, you've taken the peptides and you've augmented them with very powerful other ingredients. And I think that what I love about that is so often, you know, people hear about peptides like you did, like I did the first time. And it's like, it sounds like, you know, this Pandora's box, as you say, of magical uh, substances, which, which they are, but they can't do it all by themselves. And even, especially with gut health, I get, because BPC-157 is so amazing for gut health. Mm -hmm. We can talk about what BPC-157 is. You know, you and I are like, well, everybody knows BPC-157. It's, you know, it's one of my, I call it my desert island peptide. Like if I was on a desert island and I could have one peptide, it would probably be BPC. Or it's, Mm -hmm. and then I'd have to have a bioregulator too. But anyway, regardless, (laughs) it's another topic. But BPC-157 on its own is can help people Mm. but you need the other the other things as well you need those other ingredients that support the healing and not to mention the lifestyle change and the nutrition changes and all that stuff so you know Mm. one of the things i i kind of wanted to talk about as well in addition to the peptides and and i mean i think i know why you picked ppc 157 as your first star ingredient as it were but maybe you can talk to us a little bit about that as well well, yeah, as you said, it's a desert island compound. You definitely want it. It's it's so pleiotropic in what it can do. And the big purpose for gut health was I am trained as a naturopath and naturopathic philosophies say start at the root, treat the root cause. And from what I determined for all of that health journey I went through, gut health is probably one of the most upstream root cause interventions that you can try and implement to help someone get better. And from all the research, like in naturopathy, you learn a hell of a lot about gut health in that, in that degree. There's things like licorice and glutamines and aloe vera and marshmallow, and they're all good, but BPC is just so powerful with the, with its ability to trigger all of these cascades and these growth factors. The BPC, when I describe it to people who don't know what it is, I describe it as like, if your gut is a building site, BPC is like the foreman who's directing all of the amino acids and all of the minerals as to what to do. If you're taking like zinc carnosine or glutamine without the BPC, i.e. you're building your, your site without the foreman, you're not really sure what to do some of the time. Like you might get it right if it's a really simple project, but your, your gut lining is the size of a tennis court when you lay it out. So <laughs> there's a lot of healing that needs to go into that. And the BPC, by triggering all the growth factors and transcription factors, things like your um, angiogenesis, the VEGF, uh, endothelial growth factors, nitric oxide, the growth hormone receptor upregulations as well. Like it's just, there's so many mechanisms to that one peptide that it had to be the star ingredient. And then overlapping what it is when you figure out what it's triggering in the angiogenesis and the regeneration um the healing mechanisms you i I started by combining it with glutamine in earlier formulas because i'm like all right here's the instruction and here's the building block but then the amount of glutamine you can fit in a capsule is so insignificant compared to the 10 to the 20 grams that you might need a day if that's your um primary ingredient for gut health so i just worked it with um PEA, which for those who don't know, it's a very long word that stands for palmitol ethanolamide. Um, PEA works synergistically as an anti-inflammatory with BPC. This is in the Regenerate formula. And the whole rationale behind the Regenerate formula is for injury recovery. It doesn't really, didn't really matter where the injury was at the start because um, I use the arginate form of the BPC, which at the time, and I still believe it's the better of the three forms of BPC to, to use. Um, I've combined that. And um, thanks to John Francois in your episode, I changed one of the actives from glutamine to sodium bicarbonate to buffer that pepsin. I was pepsinogen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
And um, I be- prior to me actually owning Level Up as a company myself, there was one sort of back alley looking website in Australia that sold it and they had BPC for sale, but as the acetate form. And that's the first time I ever used it. Um, a naturopath I worked with in the HBOT clinic managed to get it for me. And even as the acetate form, it worked really well for myself and for my auntie who had some um, bile duct issues. There was a lot of um, fibrosis in there and we used that as one of the main things in her protocol to help heal that. But even as the acetate form, I was so impressed with how well it worked that the formulator in me thought, well, if we've had this much success with what is marketed as as 20%, 30% absorption, well, how well would it work if we just had this arginate form and then buffered it with the bicarbonate to make sure that both acid and pepsin are taken care of and then combined it with a powerful anti-inflammatory that works similar to cannabis oil, and that's the PEA. It works on the same CB1, CB2 receptors as cannabis CBD oil, but CBD oil in Australia is just a big no-no. It's very banned unless you've got a script, and then if you have a script, it's so underdosed that it really doesn't do much. So PEA PEA was the best of the anti-inflammatories that I could find in Australia. And the other th- reason why people, why I used it for an injury formula is a lot of people like athletes, for example, may have an injury. And if you have an injury, you have pain. So what do a lot of people reach for is an NSAID. Mm-hmm. And EA works on the same cyclooxygenase, COX-2 um, receptors. It's an inhibitor of cyclooxygenase, which is basically what all the NSAIDs do anyway. So using the PEA as an anti-inflammatory and a painkiller, it's an analgesic in its mechanisms combined with the peptide to actually go in and work on the root cause of the, of the, uh, of the pain. You're sort of working, it's worked really well for a lot of people, a lot of athletes, family, friends, and thousands of customers now in the two years I've been in business. So it's a pretty good formula and was the first that I came out with. Yeah. So that uses the acetate or that uses the arginate BPC? Uh, arginate. I, yeah. The, the company that um, I got it from prior had the acetate, but I only use the arginate with level up. Nice. Okay. That's the regenerate. I've used that. I quite like that formula actually. And I've got, a, um, I've got a bottle of the GI um, repair, which I haven't quite used yet just because I don't really have any GI issues, but I have a temptation to say, you know, everybody could use a little GI love once in a while. So I'm going to have to kind of just get into it at some point. But I also wanted to talk a little bit. I mean, the other thing is that one of them, the dosage, I can't remember if it's the Regenerate or the, um, or the GI formula that you actually, is it 500 milli- micrograms of BPC-157 per capsule? Yeah, so the, um, acti- the dosage for two capsules is a whole 1,000 micrograms. Which is and true, right? You it, it's a whopper. It. It's a big dose, yes. Yeah, um, that's what I think especially orally quite often you kind of need those bigger doses to exactly. Yeah. Well, the GI repair was originally, I formulated it for a friend with Crohn's disease. And when I, when I've heard people talking about it and looked at literature for for, uh, IBD, you do need substantially more than your average person who's just had an injury or wants better brain performance with its dopaminergic and serotonergic effects. So Having a product for Crohn's colitis, um, IBS, uh, even like peptic ulcers, like all of the synergistic naturals in that work on pretty much every stage of the GI tracts. There's zinc carnosine for the, for the gut, for people who have things like H. pylori, or they have gastroesophageal reflux disorder, good. Yeah. Or just, mm. So every, na- every natural I included in that is powerful in a specific region of the GI tract. And then, of course, you've got BPC in it, which works everywhere it touches. Yeah. Um, and then another peptide I used in that one, which I don't know if you've ever talked about before on your podcast, is no, one called, it's called, it's codes AT1001, and its name is lorazotide acetate. Yeah. Um, I first heard of this peptide from Ryan Smith uh, about two and a half years ago when I had my peptide binge of podcasts. I listened to everything John Francois and everything Ryan Smith at the time. And 
He mentioned it in passing sort of on a podcast as a Zonulin antagonist Mm -hmm. and Zonulin antagonism has a, just as a statement is a, is a mouthful. And I don't know how many people would understand what it is, but Zonulin for those who don't know is a protein which regulates intestinal permeability. The more zonium you have, in essence, the more permeable, the more leaky your gut is. And what lorazotide does is it is an antagonist to zonulin. So it prevents the binding of this zonulin protein to your intestinal epithelium and basically seals it together, keeps it tight, while all the other ingredients, the naturals and the BPC, work to heal that gut lining itself. Um, And that was the rationale between combining those two together. And recently, um, it's not out yet, but the next production run of that GI repair will have KPV in it. The alpha MSH fragment will be added to that with the other two peptides. So hopefully the price will go up with that in it. Um, But hopefully for anyone with really chronic gut issues and autoimmune bowel disease, that will be like the one go-to product for anyone in the world with those issues. Yeah, well, so KPV is a beautiful peptide. It's this tiny little, what is it, three amino acids. Um, mm-hmm. So it almost, you know, it almost gets into the bioregulator family. It's not. Um, and it's about, as you say, it's about hitting inflammation in the gut. And it's very, very powerful for that. So I have a question for you because this came back to me by a practitioner who looked at the formula and she said, oh, but there's copper in it. And I have so many people who are copper toxic. And I thought, you know, if Kyle put it in there, there's got to be a reason. And I'm, you know, I didn't know if you put it in just to offset the zinc because zinc and copper have such a synergistic relationship, Mm -hmm. as it were. Um, But maybe you wanted to talk about the copper in there just a tiny bit. And it's not a ton. Like, I think it's, remember, it's 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 equivalent of one milligram of copper um, per serving per two capsules. So it's not a ton. I think the, the ratio in the supplement of zinc to copper is 50 milligrams elemental zinc to one milligram elemental copper, which the ideal zinc to copper ratio in a supplement is eight to one. So it's, there's far in excess more zinc than there is copper. But the reason I added to it, um, added the copper to the formulation was it was sort of designed as a one and done for maybe you take it for a month and then you're done for four months because it's so high dosed. I sort of had the rationale that once you've used it, it's like some, anything, you only do it once every six months, once every three months, and then you'd be done with it. But a lot of people with um, IBDs, Crohn's, colitis, celiac disease as well with that lorazotide, they were not stopping taking it because as soon as they stopped taking it, their their disease would flare up again. So for long-term use, 50 milligrams of zinc per day will result in zinc toxicity. Mm -hmm. So to sort of offset that, the copper was added there. Um, zinc carnosine as a form of zinc is sort of less inclined to lead to a overdose because it sort of gets used locally in the stomach before it gets systemic and has that sort of the other effects for the immune system and the brain. But even still, um, it was just a balancing thing. There's not really much purpose to the zinc for gut healing. It's just in there to balance it out. You mean the copper? Yes. Oh, sorry. Not yeah. The copper. Yes. Zinc has a big function. Yes, for sure. Well, what I think a lot of people, you you know, we we sometimes stop talking about, but I learned about this when I did my nutrition program. Also, is zinc is critical for helping people to make hydrochloric acid, which is your first line of defense in the gut, and so many people are deficient in as well. And yeah, absolutely. Part of this gut healing, like we have a tendency. Or, you know, the, a lot of people will have a tendency, oh, well, I got to cut my acid because I've got acid reflux. So therefore I'm making too much acid. And quite often it's, it's the reverse problem is exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Reflux is a, such a complicated thing. Like it, it also depends on what time you get that symptoms of reflux or gastrointestinal issues. If it's straight away, then you probably are deficient in hydrochloric acid. But if it's sort of like an hour or two later, then it might be something like SIBO or it might be you don't have enough intrinsic factor or something like that. So it's such a complicated topic, gut health, but the zinc is just sort of like a no fail um, ingredient to use. And I can't speak to overseas, but in Australia, there's no properly dosed formula of zinc carnosine. I think the highest that our regulatory bodies allow is 
16 milligrams of zinc and I've got 50 in it. So mm-hmm. just yeah, making sure that it's dosed properly is really important. And that's a big part of why Level Up exists is everything needs to be dosed properly for it to work. I don't want people taking something and they're in a bit, if they just follow the serving instruction, they're not getting yeah. in Australia anyway, the right amount. So they're not getting the result that they expect and they get frustrated with the ingredient or the product or the company. And that's the last thing I want. I don't want to rip people off or waste their time and their money with something that's not going to work. So I just turned everything up to, to 10 and make sure it's uh, dosed exactly how it needs to be. Yeah, no. And that is, that is notable in your products for sure. I think that there's very few products out there that actually have even the loracetide, like there's a lot, what is it a a full milligram or I can't remember. Yeah. That's, that's been scaled back in the reformulation with KPV to half um, um, a milligram. Um, I was looking, I revisited the literature when I reformulated it and I found this sort of like a U-shaped curve to the dose where 500 micrograms is like right in that sweet spot. And the thousand was sort of at the time, my mindset was more is better. But <laughs> when I went back to it, I'm like, oh, no, it's not. Instead of having that really high, because zonulin isn't, is something that does contribute to leaky gut, but it also has a purpose. Like our body makes it. So it's made it, making it for a reason. And if you're pushing it too high, then you're kind of overriding. Like it, it's more pharmaceutical um, lorazotide than any of the other ingredients in pretty much all of peptides because it's such a specific fragment of that zonulin occludens molecule it's so far removed from that and it's not actually one that i think is made in the body it compared to all the other peptides it's one that they've had to synthesize from something oh so the zonulin occludens molecule is made in the body but yeah it's a it's a small fragment of that that where they basically removed its ability to cause the transcription and the binding be uh, the effects after the binding. Okay. All right. So, so in your, um, so you said that you have a bunch of clients and friends who have serious gut issues that have used that formula. And so you have found like, how long do people have to use it before they know? Cause that's another thing with the peptides. I find that, you know, if they're going to do anything for you that within a month, you should, and some and quite often sooner, but you should within a month, if it's the right thing, if you're, if you've been properly diagnosed, you should start to feel some kind of benefit within a month of starting to use it. Um, mm. What have you found specifically, and especially with more of the more severe lower GI issues, like the Crohn's, the colitis, the IBD, that kind of stuff. Well, a lot of people who take it long-term always want it on hand in case they get a flare. It's sort of like their rescue tool for a, um, a flare-up of their of their condition of their autoimmune disease. It sort of puts, it's so strong in its anti-inflammatory effect. It almost is like, has a similar effect. For, for IBD, there's certain immunotherapies where the immunotherapy targets all these interleukins. It's, they, its purpose is to destroy them, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at all the mechanisms of things like tributyrin, a form of butyrate, you yeah. look at BBC, all of the, all of these cytokines that are strongly associated with and tested for, for these diseases, the anti-inflammatory effects of the ingredients are directly targeting what mainstream medicine considers the problem. So rather than, I don't think interleukin-6 is the problem when it comes to IBD. It's sort of like a reactionary thing. It's trying to get the body to do something. Well, let's use a peptide to get it to do what it wants to do and heal that damn injury that you've got in your gut. Mm-hmm. Um, not destroy the immune system signaling. It's trying to, it's trying to help you really. Um, but, yeah, that's sort of the main purpose for people with IBD, for flares, um, to keep it in remission. Um, that's what most people use it for. Um, the other subset of people who use it are not GI repair, but the regenerate formula heaps of people in gyms All I used to work at a gym and a supplement store, um, selling like pre-workouts and creatines and all that sort of stuff. And before I even had my own brand, I'd recommend, Oh, you got to look at this BPC stuff I heard on this podcast and the amount of uh, people I know who ended up trying to bring it in and getting it seized in customs in Australia. Uh, it's quite funny. They go like, Oh, Kyle, I, I tried it. It looks amazing. I ordered it, but customs won't let me have it. I'm like, Oh man, I know that feeling. So that sort of frustration, I guess, with the in the inability to acquire these 
peptides was another driving force behind creating Level Up and bringing it to the Australian market because it's pretty difficult to get good stuff down here. I mentioned before to you, before we started the podcast, that I did a huge multi-thousand dollar order with CanLab and they're just like, sorry, we can't send to Australia. Um, it's just too difficult. So having my own brands um, to service the country and most of the Southern Hemisphere is just something that I really feel like needed doing. So, Yeah, no, that's it's amazing. I have a lot of people in my group who are very happy to we're very happy to hear about you because indeed um, it's been a, it's, it's been a journey for them trying to get their hands on this stuff now, but you, but you ship worldwide. Like you, you ship to me, you ship to um, someone I work with. Like, I mean, you, you don't just, you know, lucky for the rest of us, you don't just keep it for yourselves down there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd say about 95% of my, um, my, my uh, audience, my customers have been Australians, but I'm hoping that changes soon. I know it's, um, I think it will. I, I mean, I think there's, there's, there's just very, very few companies that have taken that initiative and that have formulated supplements with these ingredients that you've, you've thrown in there and, and really giving a nod to this idea of the peptides are amazing. And they're even more amazing when you put them together with synergistic, mm -hmm. both other ingredients. And then also, as we were talking about earlier, the lifestyle changes, the diet changes, all of the other things that have to happen, especially, you know, with a physical injury, like there, if there's a biomechanical issue, yeah, the BPC and the P are going to be amazing for reducing inflammation and handling and managing the pain and maybe some degree of healing. But if you mm -hmm. have we fixed the biomechanical imbalance that's causing the injury in the first place, you're chasing your own tail. Like you're just going to end up yeah, supporting your company, but at the same time, you're just not in the end going to fix the problem. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I can attest to that myself. Like I make the product and I have a basically unlimited supply to it for gut healing. But three months ago, I moved house into one that was full of mold. And no matter how much BP, GI repair and BPC I took, it just didn't work because the root cause wasn't addressed. I was living in a house that had stachybotrys and levels higher than is safe for human life, really. So my house just went from nine, 10 out of 10 down to about a one in a period of two months. And similar to my story with the cancer obsession, no, no amount of stimulants or nootropic, no cerebrolysin or dihexa could save my brain from that aflatoxin that was messing up my hippocampus and my dopamine. It was just get to the root cause of things. Don't pep supplements and peptides and food is really good, but it's sort of when I mentioned most upstream thing you can do, gut health is pretty far upstream, but environment is probably the most upstream. And that can just be at your house, EMS and relationships. So those are the big ones to get a handle on first. Hey folks, quick word from our sponsor, Berkeley Life Professional. If you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard me talk about nitric oxide, a vital molecule made naturally in the body, responsible for vasodilation and circulation. But as we produce less of it as we age, resulting in diminished blood flow, I, along with many of my listeners, have been supporting our nitric oxide levels with an easy daily dietary nitrate supplement called Berkeley Life. But did you know that nitric oxide also has topical impacts? Berkeley Life's new topical nitric oxide serum combines vitamin C and nitrite to create nitric oxide gas directly on the skin. I get a beautiful blush for about five or 10 minutes as the serum goes to work on my skin's microvasculature without any kind of burning or tingling sensation. I'm now using the serum daily alongside my Berkeley Life supplement. As the biggest organ in my body, I know my skin is thanking me for the improved delivery of oxygen and nutrients being delivered through my circulatory system, thanks to nitric oxide. Berkeley Life is available only through health practitioners. So you can access Berkeley Life products at berkeleylife.com and use my practitioner code NIDDBL to place your order and get 10% off that first order. Once again, berkeleylife.com. And now let's get back to the episode. So what are your, what are your thoughts on EMF mitigation in your house? I mean, you know, do you use special paint on your walls, have a canopy over your bed and, and, or do you feel like there's other ways for people to, or do you live like, you know, 
kind of in this area where there's, I spoke to a guy yesterday who lives in a house in the middle of 800 acres of land that he owns so that, you know, he's created this crazy buffer about, around himself, which is awesome if you can do it, but not, mm. doesn't no. work for most of us. I can firsthand attest to the damage that EMF does because a big reason my mom's health deteriorated is she had breast cancer, but we actually, I feel like almost conclusively we bet the breast cancer with all her bloods and her scans. And when we did that, we celebrated by moving house and we moved before I knew better to a house that was about 50 meters away from a huge cell phone tower installment. And within six months, she developed brain cancer. Yeah. The bedroom, if, if the tower is like a fire hydrant and the EMFs are the water, she was like directly that far away from the water spouting out. And every meter that we had to measure the EMFs was just maxing out, even ones that went up for like 5G range. It was just ridiculous. I had brain fog, like even mold brain fog is not fun, but EMF brain fog is not good at all. I believe it causes a low effect in your red blood cells. And I just didn't feel like I ever had enough oxygen and my, I passed out and my sister had tingling all over her body and poor mom's health deteriorated faster than I've ever seen it when we lived in that. But strategies for avoiding it, uh, for living with it, if you're in that, uh, like I went down the route of Blue Shield and all of these devices like that. And I really, from a, I'm very bio chemistry um focused and i couldn't really get my head around how that was working so i just looked at the voltage gated the voltage gated calcium channel mechanism and that's why my brain stocks magnesium three and eight when it came to emfs i wanted to balance that calcium efflux that occurs when you're in a high uh, emf environment with the most bioavailable form of magnesium and the place where I wanted that effect was my brain because I needed to figure my, my way out of the situation we were in with that EMF. And if your brain goes down, it's sort of like you're without a paddle. So that was a huge one for me. It lifted a lot of the brain fog. PEA was great for that too. PEA is, a, as I mentioned before, a strong anti-inflammatory, but it also has a strong affinity for the brain and for the heart because it, it itself is a fatty acid. And these two organs are very fat-loving. The, the heart runs on fats and ketones and the brain's also pretty similar in its fuels. So the PEA was great for that effect as well. But also things like methylene blue, that really helped a lot too. Methylene blue worked on the mechanism of the peroxynitrate free radical that occurs. I think it's Martin Paul, Professor or Dr. Martin Paul, mm -hmm. um, put this mechanism forward with the voltage-gated calcium channels causing the peroxynitrate radical, which, sorry to get too technical for your listeners, but basically it inhibits oxygen utilization at the mitochondrial level. And the things that we used to kick it off were methylene blue and red light therapy. So those were my life jackets while we lived in that environment. But where I live now is on about an acre and a half, really far away from neighbors and no big towers around. My only prerequisite is just don't live near a tower and you just go on a site map and make sure you're not within 500 meters. And I don't stress too much about it if that's, if that metric is met. Yeah, no. And that, you know, I mean, it's, it's becoming a little harder to achieve these days, but definitely it's, um, it's good advice. It's good advice. And those are, I actually do have another podcast episode coming up with, uh, you mentioned Scott share earlier, but, um, hyperbaric oxygen, but we're recording another podcast all about methylene blue in the next little while. Awesome. Um, him and his colleague, Ted Achacoso, they're two great people to talk to. If you've not mentioned, spoke to Ted, I have. I mean, I haven't had oh, a podcast yet, but I've met him a couple of times and I'm definitely hoping to get him on the podcast as well in the next little while. But uh, yeah, and another really incredible source. Now, when you, when you, um, you also said that you dealt with mold for a short period of time, a short and intense period of time. Did you find anything mm -hmm. through that or did you end up having to detox from mold? once you got out of the house i mean obviously getting out of the house is job one but mm. but then for some people you know and it's interesting i think there's some genetics involved here and maybe other underlying issues but for some people 
that's not enough. Once they've had that exposure, their body hangs on to it almost and getting it mm-hmm. out of the system is actually a job in and of itself. Yeah. Well, I'm, pr- I'm pretty stubborn with health and I also like, like challenges. So the house we lived in was, it was honestly one of the most beautiful views I'd ever seen in my life and we got to live in it. So I really didn't want to let go of that. We were, we were renting. So we had the luxury of breaking the, our bond and leaving, but I, I wanted to beat it. I didn't like that it was ruining our life and making us unhappy. So I essentially threw like $20,000 at it. I bought a dehumidifier for every room, a five stage HEPA filter. We did saunas and the unfortunate reality of it was like all the supplements in the world, all of the Cellcore line, all of the binders, um, liver support. It just didn't really make a dent while we were living in such high amounts. Um, all of the mitigation, we had a, a building biologist come in and they did a patchwork, but they said the house is so extensively molded that behind the, the wall that has been painted over is just complete, completely riddled with it. The moisture content in the wood as well was up 40%. And for people's reference, it needs to be below 10%. So it was essentially the whole house was a Petri dish for this mold to just thrive. And um, no matter what I did, it didn't really make a difference. And the gut issues that came from that and the brain fog issues and then the mental health issues too. Like nobody, I mean, people do speak about it, but I'd never really felt mental health issues in my life until we were living in that just the frustration and no motivation its effect on dopamine and the hippocampus is just so strong that I hated myself when we're in that because I'm just like what is wrong with you why can't you get to work why can't you work out and um getting out of that was the big thing and unfortunate reality for people if their house is riddled with it um you do need to spend the money to remediate it get it out and then furniture as well we tried to bring all of our furniture from that house to our new one and piece by piece we've had to just dispose of it we tried to rescue it salvage it with all the essential oils all of the um uh mold killing products but anything that's porous it was no good yeah the other thing with mold is i recorded a pod i actually recorded and published a podcast with um his name is jason earl and he's um great guy and he also has a quite a journey with mold but one of the things he talks about is it's not just the live mold you have to worry about even dead mold off gas mm. right so they like even when the mold itself is technically dead um it's still a problem like it's still you it's know i think in a house that's that infested you almost have to start over well the other issue too is when we got the remediator in and they started doing work it's sort of like you've stirred it up now and it's probably the issue is going to be five times worse. And that trajectory of health just went so much faster downhill when that happens, unfortunately. So I'd say the house is now condemned. We put in a full complaint with our, uh, with our real estate agents and stuff like that. So no longer an issue, but happily we are out of it now and have been detoxing with saunas and citrus pectin and all of the binders we could find. And, liver support, things like my product, Tudka. Um, you've dealt with Tudka before or heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of Tudka. I've used it. You can, by, by all means, talk about it because I think it's uh, it's one of the great unsung heroes of, of liver support. You know, people talk about milk thistle and all the things, but Tudka, I don't think gets enough attention. So maybe you want to talk about that a little bit. Sure. Oh, it, it definitely doesn't get enough attention. And when I, I first used it years ago with um, my mum for that liver support when she was going through all those toxic therapies and the amount of toxic waste that was dumped when you open up that phase three liver detox, the bile flow with the Tudka was one part disgusting, one part amazing. And that same effect happened to me when we got out of this mold, when we began our detoxification process, I was high dosing Tudka at two grams a day at one stage. And for about, a, for about five days, nothing happened. And I'm like, Oh goodness, this is quite backed up. And then on the sixth day, it was just one mother of a movement. I'll put it that way <laughs> to uh, spare your listeners, the gross details of it, but it just getting out that toxic sludge that thickened bile that happens when you just have that buildup of toxicity from whatever cause it might be in my case mold was pretty profound so 
So Tutka acts on the liver or it act, I thought it was on the liver. It acts on the, on the gallbladder as well. Like it acts on the platform. Yeah. It's protective in the liver. Yeah. But its main mechanism is just a thinning of the bile. Um, when the, when the liver is really toxic, the bile thickens quite a lot with all of these bound conjugated toxins. And this happens with bodybuilders. It's really big in the bodybuilding community with their oral steroid use is it causes what's called cholestasis, which is stasis stagnation of the, of the bile. And Tudka is a water soluble, um, bile acid. So it thins it, gets it flowing. The analogy that I use is it's like, if you've got a dirty bathtub, Tudka pulls the plug from the sink and just gets stuff moving out of it. You definitely synergize it with phase two support, like your N-acetylcysteines and things like milk thistles, a bit of phase one and phase two as well. But um, Tudke was just, yeah, that, with that thinning effect, it's exactly what I needed for my detoxification. But um, the other effect that it had too was actually energy, which is not a direct mechanism. But when you clear that liver of all of the, toxic sludge it functions so much better and for my thyroid thyroid t4 is converted to t3 in the liver and i just got this huge stimulant like boost in energy when that was all cleared after that sixth day that it's really good stuff and it's a bit gross for people who try it the first time and when that dumping occurs you can get some really strong herxheimer die-off reactions when that when that toxicity hits your gut bacteria, they're not particularly happy about it either. So you can definitely get some bloating and some side effects on that end, but it's a really powerful ingredient that I love. And it's behind the BPC products. Um, it's a leading product that we sell with level up to. Yeah. So your Tutka is it, I'm, I don't think I looked at it as extensively. Is it just the Tutka or does it include some of those other synergistic um, ingredients as well? I've just finalized a um, liver complex, which doesn't have Tudka. It'll be paired with Tudka. The Tudka I sell now is just 500 milligrams per capsule of pure Tudka. Pure nail polish varnish is what it smells like. Nice. Lovely. Well, but the nice thing about that is you can titrate it up or down, right? So Mm. I think think that's... it's a, it's the best in a way, it's one of the best ways to provide a supplement like that, because some people may not need as much. I mean, as you said, two, two grams a day is a lot, but um, if that's what you needed to move the needle, then, you know, that's, that's what you got. You got to do what you got to do. So, so other than the BPC and the lorazotide, are, do you have other plans for other peptide supplements coming down the pipes or, I mean, Mm -hmm. You're not a guy that's going to rest on your laurels for too long. No, I'm definitely, um, with potential regulatory things, I'm moving into cosmetics. I know you've had guests who talk, who have some formulas for hair growth and what's the company's name for the skincare, um, that you've been, what was that? I'm sorry. Young Goose. Young Goose. Yeah. So Products similar to theirs, again, for the Australian market, but also globally are what I'm bringing out now, using different forms as well. Like I'm really excited about the um, the PAL GHK instead of the G- um, GHK CU form. It's a palmitol group bound to the GHK. And that's shown to have better absorption than it by itself with the cop- um, it bound to copper. There's a lot of these iterations of the GHK and there's ones that are even called AHK that are really interesting to me at the moment. And we're doing a lot of research and development with my manufacturer on some topicals. We've got an anti-aging serum with, um, it's going to be AHK and GHK based. Um, We're also going to put BPC as the acetate form in it because I don't think it matters topically for arginate. And then just again, similar to the other formulations that I've got with Level Up, just in combining it with all the best that's already out there, like your hyaluronic acids. And I am drawing a blank as to the other ones that we're putting in there, but (laughs) yeah, lots of um, really great um, naturals combined with that. But then also, um, and again, formulating sort of comes via necessity for me. I'm formulated two years ago, uh, hair regrowth formula for a friend of mine who had androgenic alopecia. She was a female and that one is finally after two long years of sitting on the shelf in development as well. And that'll have things like your zinc thymolin as the main base to that one, but also the um, palmitol GHK peptide in that. We're looking at the PTD 
DBM, but don't feel like that's a viable peptide because of stability and refrigeration. But we're, we're working, we're doing our best to bring out products that work and not just the peptides again, like when you look at hair loss, targeting the DHT, targeting circulation, targeting prostaglandins and all those sort of inflammatory processes and even um, fungal infections as well. There'll be antifungals, anti-immune um, modulating herbs in it as well. Just trying our best to address problems that actually aren't being addressed properly in the market yet. So you're talking about the antifungals as a function of, of hair regrowth or are you talking about antifungals on their own? Um, as, a, as like a primer phase for the hair regrowth, a lot of hair loss can be attributed to fungal overgrowth within the, within the hair follicle, which sort of creates a state of inflammation from the outside in, and that can inhibit, inhibit the hair growth as well. So that's another pathway we're looking at. Interesting. And so, so the, sorry, I wanted to ask you about the PAL GHK. So tell me a little bit about that. So used more as a topical? Yeah, I mean, similar to the GHKCU as a topical, its absorption's great. Yeah, use um, almost more of a topical ingredient than it is systemic. Yeah, exactly. So, sort of looking at that one because, again, I feel like in the market, there's plenty of people who are using the GHKCU and it works great. But if there's like a new iteration of these peptides that might work better than again, similar to why I don't use acetate for BPC. I want to use what is potentially the best form Mm -hmm. and it has all the same mechanisms of GHK. I believe the GHK is still the active part of the compound that elicits the benefits of like um, wrinkling and tightening and collagen networks and all that sort of stuff. But the palmitol group just increasing its absorption even more um, is interesting. And I believe from a cost perspective, it's not too much more either to synthesize. So. Nice. All right. Well, so, so this is the, so the PAL, PAL GHK is more of your topical for this, for the anti-aging and then for the hair formula, would it be the same one or is that the AHK? We're going to play around with it. We're really going to just, we, we still are in testing, not even in testing phase. It hasn't been created yet. It's still in the lab getting uh, tweaked by our our manufacturers but once it's out there we're going to have different iterations and we're going to test like if there's no difference using the ghkcu versus the palmitol ahk then for that cost difference we might as well just go back to what's being used for the for the result so it's just things that are exciting and that really uh tickling my fancy when it comes to just experimenting and pushing the envelope so that's sort of what we're doing with that but also with um the anti-aging one Using those Botox-like peptides like Argrelene and the Frasal, those will be in it too. And similar to how Regen has something that works immediately with the PEA for an analgesic effect, and then the BPC works in the back end, we're sort of using that same mindset of we want something that has an immediate result and you can see the benefits straight away if you put it on. And then you've got the peptides working in the background for sort of like long-term regeneration of the cells. So that's the mechanism for that anti-aging. So hopefully it works well. All right. We'll be sending, okay. be sending some out to you to try <laughs> if you'd like. <laughs> Bring it. Because, you know, there's no point in using it on, testing it on a 30-year-old. Really, you want to test it on someone who actually needs it. So. <laughs> All right. You can, you can have my doses. <laughs> well, you'll have, uh, you'll have other stuff. Okay. Well, that's this is amazing. So so yeah, I think the hair formula, definitely people will be keeping their ears peeled for that because that is one issue that, I mean, there's a lot of people trying to crack that nut and with, with varying degrees of success, I feel like we're on the cusp, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like people are definitely making headway. Like for us, for us, Khan, um, who I had on the podcast has a really mm-hmm. nice formula that seems to to be help, very helpful. Um, I know Ian Mitchell. Has yeah, I, I did listen to that episode. Pardon? I did listen to that episode with him and I was just very blown away because I'd already started the R&D when I heard that. I'm like, wow, this guy knows what he's doing with their formulation. That's awesome. Yeah, and he's now gone back to the drawing board also. He's got a new, oh, okay. he's got a new one coming down the pipes that I think he's just going into testing with. So um, awesome. I think with all you guys that are, 
kind of, you know, like it's, it's, I love this community of people who are just willing to look at things outside what's, what's conventional. Right. And, and not afraid to use things that might not be obvious to other people or maybe are obvious, but I'm trying to understand like, what's the delivery mechanism? Is it actually getting to where it needs to go? And one of the things that Faraz does, which I'm sure you'll do as well, is he's got an oral supplement that goes with it because you're going at the problem from different angles, yeah. like not just a scalp issue. And especially with male pattern baldness, like it's not mm. just in, I mean, it's definitely in the scalp, but it's also a gut issue. It's also, how are you converting your hormones? What's happening at a, at a biochemical level that's, that's driving this from the inside. Mm. It's a very intelligent, um, program that he has with the the oral supplement the primer and then the main one as well so um i i love that multiple companies are doing this i'm not in any competition there's that many people in the world who need peptides who need products to heal we're not going to be cutting each other's markets or there's plenty there's plenty of um people who need the products to go around for companies so i'd love to like reach out and work with them on that sort of thing and yeah well, I think mm. well, two, two minds are better than one, three is better. Like it's, you know, you get this hive mind thing going on. And I do think, I mean, it's a bit of a race. Obviously, everybody wants to be the guy that 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 solves the mm. problem, as it were. But at some level, as you say, with more companies getting into this, everybody's learning from everybody else. And, and it's a big market out there. So it's not, a, there'll be no shortage of uh, customers. Exactly. And podcasts are the great accelerator for this, um, this renaissance of scientific information. It's amazing. Shows like yours and Ben Greenfield's and all the ones that catalyze my journey into health are just, I'm, I, we're so blessed to have them and keep creating the content. You're doing a huge service to humanity with these. So thank you to you, Nat. Um, and as a, as a listener of your show, I get so much from them as well as all of your members of your Facebook group do. So you're doing an amazing thing with the podcast and um, yeah. Oh, thank so, you. I praise you. Well, thank you. And, and back at you. Cause I think you've done some, you're doing some incredible work here. So I think we're going to probably wrap this up because you need to go to bed and, uh, <laughs> and I think we've covered a lot of ground more importantly, and we can always have another conversation down the road when you've brought a few more of these magical formulas into, into being and let people know about them. But uh, is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with any, uh, any parting words and also how to find you reach you and buy your products? Yeah. Well, I hope the products that I'm working on actually work. I've just spoken about them for 15 minutes. If they turn out to be duds, then oh well, sorry for wasting your time. (laughs) It's a conversation, right? What you haven't done is put markets products out on the market that waste people's money, right? We mm. love from spending time talking about these things. In by the time you put a product out to market, I think people can be pretty confident that it's there for a reason because it works. Mm. And not wasting people's money or time is, as I said, the huge ethos behind the company. Every peptide we use is university studied and tested to be exactly what we've asked for. So there's no issues like I had when I was got into peptides with questioning whether it's the, actually the right peptide. And it certainly happened with things that I bought like cerebral and where I felt nothing from some random company that I bought from UK or wherever in the world. So um, parting words, oh, geez, I don't know. I need some help for winding down, potentially some biohacks for winding down before bed. Once I'm in this sympathetic dominant state that I'm in, <laughs> that maybe you can help me with. Huh? Are you asking for some? Yeah, sure. Give me some advice. I'll, ju- I'll chuck the blue blockers on as soon as I'm finished with this podcast. Yeah. Well, I think the blue blockers and a little bit of, um, I, I, I don't even know that I would take any supplements. I think I would do some breath work and uh, just, it's going to be about shutting your brain off, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Shouldn't be too hard after the day I've had, but thanks anyway. Um, ways people can find me is Level Up Health. Um, Instagram's probably where I'm most active because I'm a millennial. Um, at LVLUP Health. If you want to message me on there, that's better than email. I get so many emails a day. I'm sorry for people who contact and I take a day or two to get back to, but uh, the website is leveluphealth.com, www.leveluphealth.com. And yeah, that's how you can reach me, how you can find me and my products. 
And we have a discount code for people, right? Is that, is it, was it NAC 10? I know I've given I it. People in the group. Yeah, it's NAC 10. I've definitely seen you giving it out in the group and appreciate you uh, promoting, not promoting, but talking about the product in the group. It's, it's been great to see the influx of Canadian and American orders from your group. So yeah, I no, appreciate no. that and your group for taking the chance on my Australian company and risking the, uh, the import, the customs, and then the shipping stuff can be a little bit of a thing that you need to worry about sometimes, but we've never had real issues with sending from Australia to abroad. So yeah, no, that's amazing. And guys for level up health, it's level up just without the ease. So, which is actually brilliant. The, it reads beautifully. Your brain fills in the ease right away. So uh, little, little tip head nod to gamers out there. Anyone who plays video games, sort of the, <laughs> the, the name to came from. Nice. All right. Well, Kyle, thank you so much. Have a nice wind down. Take a bunch of that magnesium, maybe that uh, your magnesium three and eight. I think that might help you. And we will talk again. This has been a total pleasure. Thank you so much for the, your time and for staying up late for me. Next time we'll do it the other way around. You'll get up early and I'll, I'll stay up late. <laughs> I don't know which one I prefer. On that end, I can take stimulants and caffeine, but on this end, I get to go to sleep straight away after I'm not sure either way thank you Nat thanks for having me and thank you to your audience for listening likewise thank you thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the biohacking superhuman performance podcast if you enjoyed the show please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen if you'd like to connect with me directly or if you'd like to leave any comments or if you have any questions about this episode please reach out to me directly through my website, natnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application. Just answer a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.